You're listening to the Bingo Hall Boys, the number one leader in sports entertainment podcasts. My name is Mitch. Joining me is my co-host, Jake. Jake, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing okay. Um, we've got a big episode to get to. Uh, we're kind of changing up the format again. We used to just be like review preview, and we kind of got away with that, just kind of talking about wrestling world stuff, and uh, we're, we're kind of try and do both, so we'll see how that goes. I... Uh, Alvarez Meltzer, we are not. But I, I I like us more, but that's just me. I don't know. Um, so the thing the thing is, you know, um so 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 here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Let's start with raw. <laughs> How's your week? So, <laughs> it was all right. Um just it's busy stuff, man. You know, trying to get everything in order before little guy gets here is uh pretty wild. A uh, month or so. Yeah. So <laughs> the way that it was laid out for us was like, you know, at worst three weeks out, which we're looking at like a month from now. So yep. Uh so yeah, it's gonna be fun. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just work stuff. No one wants to hear me complain about the job <laughs> that pays me a good amount. Like uh, it's it just is what it is. Um, how about you? Yeah, things are. I can complain about the job that doesn't pay me a good amount. Maybe they'll like that better. I don't know. <laughs> you know, things we're at we're at busy time in track season, so that's always exciting. But beyond that, there's not a not a ton going on around here. I'm not fooled by fake summer as usual. I know second winter is still oh, on its way, but today was like really 70. Nice. It was awesome. I went to go run some errands with the window down. Loved it. Might've taken an extra five minutes on lunch. No one noticed. No one cares. Yeah, dude, this, this fake spring stuff. I'll take it. I'll yeah, take I, it. I wore shorts on Tuesday, <laughs> Monday. Whoa. Rich guy over here wearing shorts. <laughs> I mean, rich guy. It's less material than a hat. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, so what do you want to get started with? Well, let's get the WWE elephants out of the bag and get that over with. They have their big Montreal show this weekend, Elimination mm-hmm. Chamber. I assume there's two Elimination Chamber matches, but I don't actually know that. I have no idea. The only thing that really matters is we get Roman and Sammy for for the big one in in Montreal. I do know that there are multiple elimination chamber matches. I think I because they're all about gender equality in like the weirdest, most superficial ways. So I'm sure well, there will I know, be. I know there's a women's one. Women's. Well, I know, I know that there's a men's one because someone on Squared Circle said it was for the United States title, and I was like, this fucking match. Do you remember the first Survivor Series? This was was it 2002, 2003, something like that. But it was basically like uh, first Survivor Series was like eighty. No, you know what I mean. The first Elimination Chamber at Survivor Series. (laughs) But like, yeah, yeah. wrestling history doesn't start until ruthless aggression. Sorry, it's my weird head cannon. Um, it was basically like five other people looking to get inside a steel box-like structure and just absolutely kill the champ. Make it physically impossible for I think it was Triple H at the time to walk out unscathed. 
thanks to Rob Van Dam, he didn't. But the point is, we're doing this for the United States title. Like, fuck off. Yeah, we're not covering the undercard. <laughs> that's insane. Like, it was one thing to do it for, like, tag team titles. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. But it's like, you can't hate your main competitor for blood and guts and then do, like, a squeaky clean grudge match for the United States title. Get out of here. Get out of here. So anyway, walk us through the match that does matter. I think it's going to be brutal. Like, not, like, brutal bad. I mean, like, I think Sami Zayn is going to get the snot kicked out of him for 20 minutes straight, beaten to a bloody pulp, hopefully to the point where you almost feel a little bit uncomfortable. Now, it won't get to that point because PG and all that, but that. But I do think he's going to get the tar kicked out of him. I think you're getting yourself too far hyped up. It's going to be a lot of, like, um, one, we're getting um, a lot of melodrama stuff. A lot of uh, over under. How many times does uh, Roman Reigns look at his hands and or yell at Sammy? Look what you're making me do. <laughs> Is over under three? Uh, like let's the do over on two, that. Two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. Yeah, two and a half yeah, is, I'm taking the over. Dude, I, I don't know. I just can't. I can't be bothered. Um, now it's really interesting because it's like. I don't pay attention to what's going on in WWE, but like Cody Rhodes has just offered me like a window in. Like I'm basically looking through like uh, just a, a neighbor's window. Like what the fuck's going on? And I poke my head in and it's just promos. But that's apparently he had a match against Baron Corbin this week. I don't have time for that, but I'll watch, I'll watch uh, the promos work. Like we we covered the Paul Heyman one last week, and then this week uh, he had one with Sami Zayn. That was good. Weird dynamic, but it was good. How do you not do a three way match at WrestleMania now? Like how how do you just write off the Sami story in this one match? It's fucking weird. I told that that's how you beat him to a bloody pulp where. It- gets to be like a little bit uncomfortable and he's basically left for dead. So then Kevin Owens has to come help him pick up the pieces and then mm. they go for the tag things and that opens the door for the one-on-one in the main event. Simple. Yeah, I mean, I guess we did talk about it last week, but I'm just like, I think their fans are just going to eat whatever they get. They, I don't think they would necessarily care. I, I don't know, man. It's just it, it felt weird to have those two face off it felt like they were really daring the audience to just be like, okay, which one do you support more? Like, we're going to give mm. you, we're going to give you guys a chance. Like, do you want Sammy more than Cody? And it, it felt like compared to Cody, Sammy was not that over. Like it took Cody hyping up the oh. crowd to like, but he's not the direct challenger. Very bizarre dynamic. So yeah, you're, you're probably right. I'm overthinking it. They underthink it. That's, that's where we are. Um, are you watching the show on uh, Saturday? No, no, I'll I'll check that match out later, yeah. and if I hear anything else is good, I'll I'll check it out. But zero chance I'm watching that show. Any of it? Like I'll uh, I'll hop on Reddit or YouTube, and someone can clip highlights for me. But yeah, I can't. I can't get into it. You got anything for me? I can't get into. Well, Not knowing where we're gonna go next. Like <laughs> I love it when you host because like I feel like I over host. So I had an interesting thought just this morning, and I kind of 
jammed this into the show notes. We are close to the time where if Punk comes back, he's going to be healthy. <laughs> we know this. Like, Let's this is do a, it. This is about the time. And I had a neat thought for how to bring him back without going through the obvious elite FTR, you know, set up Kenny Punk or set up. So we, we fantasy booking match. here? What Absolutely. I'm fantasy booking. But okay. this is kind of fa- like, let's. One of the ways the situation could play out is if they agreed to all do business as long as they didn't have to do business with each other. So Which I guess is professional wrestling. So I guess I'm <laughs> looking for that scenario, right? Okay. Where you can't get them in the ring together. You can't get the money match. No, it's not. That's not happening. So my angle for the return then, um, this hinges a little bit. I think Hangman has to win the Texas death match for this to be as effective, but theoretically, oh, we'll get there, but yeah, you're yeah. not wrong. Like theoretically you could do this if he loses too, but I think this angle I'm thinking of works better if Hangman wins. So end of the Iron Man match, which will close the show because it's not a lights out match. It's a match. It's a Texas match. So Iron Man match closes the show. MJF standing tall. We get CM Punk's music crowd is i mean there's going to be the huge pop but then there's going to be a lot of uncertainty do we cheer do we boo we don't know how to handle this punk walks right out doesn't really play to the crowd but just kind of comes straight out to mjf to confront him stares him down a bit we're getting kind of that played up like i'm coming back for that like this is why i'm back here mjf immediately hoofs him in the nuts no real hesitation this has been his play for a while now right we saw it again tonight. MJF likes to knee people in the balls when he doesn't like you and doesn't want to deal with your shit. <laughs> so that that's his thing. Knees punk in the nuts, immediately hits him with the diamond ring, drawing blood, and just starts wailing on him, absolutely massacring him. No music, no like no hoorah. Out comes Hangman Page, preferably still in ring gear and covered in blood to throw back to the press conference. I don't think he needs to have a muffin. That'd be going a little too far and a little too down the car. <laughs> non-alcoholic beer. But like coming hangman comes running out, still still in gear for the save. MJF doesn't want to deal with hangman, so he immediately bolts and runs away, still champion. Punk is borderline unconscious, covered in blood, kind of looks up, and there's hangman with his hand outstretched, the same way he did it with Matt and Nick Jackson. Let me finish this. It's going somewhere. <laughs> So Hangman has it outstretched. Punk kind of wipes the blood away from his eyes. Thinks about it for a sec. Reluctantly pulls his hand out. Hangman pulls him up. Gives him the tiny little nod. Very similar to the one Matt Jackson gave Hangman when he was about to hit uh, Kenny with the buckshot lariat for the title. The same kind of cadence to it. And then just ducks out and pieces out. And Punk is just kind of left standing there wondering what to make from heads or tails. So it doesn't actually lead to them being friends. It probably leads to them fighting eventually, but it works as your pseudo kayfabe public apology because that was supposed to, like, that was a shoot promo, but it was, like, as far as anybody in the wrestling universe goes, it was legit. Like, it was kayfabe. Like, and then it opens the door for both Hangman MJF for the title and Punk MJF for the title. You can run the triple threat at double nothing if you want to, but I think it... They kind of gets him back into the title picture, gets him back into, you know, you can cheer for him if Hangman's forgiven him kind of thing, even if they don't team up with, like, even if they don't uh, make up with the elite, if Hangman's kind of offered a handout. And the second part of that is after winning that Texas death match, 
Hangman's probably still having a bit of a crisis of conscience with his post-concussion storyline he's teasing, so this will kind of keep keep fueling that fire a bit. I get where you're coming from. And I'm not doing this to just totally cut the legs out from underneath you. But if you were like, it's not likely that he works with the elite again, I'm like, I I think Hanger's in that group. I don't think Punk ever wants to be in a program with uh with Hangman. Oh, now sure. something something along the lines of like a weird faux apology, maybe. I I still have the gut feeling he's never coming back. Oh, like, I don't he, expect him back. Um, that said, uh, I think the plays for his music to hit after uh, MJF cheats against Wardlow at the main event of Double or Nothing, <laughs> you know, the kick to the nuts, the ring, and, and everyone's like, oh, fuck this. We're in, in the show with this. Cult of personality hits. Everyone loses their fucking minds. He comes down, does the belt motion, and uh, MJF is like, no, 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 no. You don't get to call your shots. This is down the road. All in one night would be insane and a waste. But instead of doing the gauntlet, which he could still do, but odds are Punk's going to get hurt. So I would skip the gauntlet and I would string things along. Just promo, promo, promo. The guys take turns every other week, you know. Um, And MJF says, you know what? You want a shot at the title? You put your career on the line. And we do career versus championship at soldier field to main event all out. I think that's as close to a sellout as you can get without burning off one of your biggest matches. Um, again, here I am like, I, I would love to fantasy book, you know, CM Punk, but I'm like, he's going to get hurt. So it's like, if, if he's willing to come back and do, you know, the J O B to MJF, like, I could see that as like as as like a final like definitive end. Punk is done. He is retired. He's getting the biggest payday possible from AEW. The rest of his contracts bought out. All that good shit. You still want to stick around and do some weird office job? Fine. Your legends contract, whatever. Fine. Um, but I would have him come back and do a one and done. Because even if he does win that title, odds are he's going to get fucking hurt in the match and have to drop that title again, and we have to do the weird interim dance again. Um, you could even have Punk do the thing where he uh, wins and then hops the guardrail and blows the kiss. Actually, no, that'd be perfect for MJF to do. <laughs> Cost Punk his career and then blow the kiss and run off. I think that would be dope. Anyway, um, that's where I'm at. Because you're right, like, we've said the whole time it's like well it doesn't matter who's suspended and who's doing what punk's hurt and they're not going to bring him back until he's ready um but we'll get to this with adam cole later maybe they would bring him back before he's ready well speaking of bringing back toxic sludge there was a major backstage meeting today about bringing back none other than thunder rosa she uh announced that she's going to be doing spanish commentary which unless I'm mistaken, is still with uh, Serpentico and Angelico. And yeah. she will also be an on Abrahantes? Oh, Abrahantes too, yeah. But I'm assuming I was going to say, he's he's living large if he's not doing anything else besides dancing around in his suit I for mean, the Lucha Bros. booth is huge, so one of those people's got to get shoved off. But um, 
yeah, so she's she's back. Um, in other news, I threw up in my mouth. No word if the two incidents are related, but she's still not cleared to wrestle, so I'm hanging on to that little thread of thread of hope right now. But they, yeah, you know, you've got a lot of heat when you have to have a giant meeting, like all women on deck, to make sure that like she's made enough amends to come back in the room. That's that's not good. I think this is going to be a weird episode where. I'm going to have some weird, not normally Jake, you know, takes. I'm okay with her coming back. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm okay with her coming back to wrestle like full time. I'm cool with it. Um, the biggest problem was between her Brit, maybe Jamie hater. That one wasn't really confirmed. Um, but yeah, if, if they're all cool and they can move forward, I, as long as she doesn't come back and like potato and you know just be literal dead weight whenever she doesn't want to lose um I'm willing to give her another shot. I mean there is a reason we were both, you know, fans of hers and we're saying like this isn't a bad person to build your division around. She's capable of that. Now, I I'm I'm asking you as someone who has infinite patience for like a Marina Shafir what would it take for you to have like some semblance of like grace and like, okay, she I'm cool with her getting another opportunity. Like what would it take for you to be cool with Thunder Rosa coming back to wrestle? Like if everyone like, like walk me through, like what would it take for you? Hmm. I don't know that it's more like what would it take before? Cause I'm never going to get to find out what would happen before. But what would need to happen for me is I can't see her go right back into the championship picture and immediately go back to that title shot or anything like that. I that would kill it for me. That that's my big fear with her coming back is just going right back to where it was and undoing to get back to having her with the belt. And I don't think that's where we'd go. I think we would get like a hater. Rosa match if Hater's still champion we still don't know how long like she messed her neck up like the discs in her back like it's really scary stuff um I don't know I, I think it comes down to if there's a talent meeting and everyone's cool with it I think there's going to be one similar to Punk uh and I, I think everyone's going to be pretty cool with it to be honest um if, if I think you would have to be like You'd have to be just like so like there wasn't a backstage meeting to bring back Jimmy Havoc, you know, like, is this a question or not? Like, I'm not I'm not saying that as a goof. Like, I, I mean it like it there. There's things that people do that like are genuinely shitty and things that are just like, well, yeah, they're a dick. But like. We're, we're cool with that, right? Like we can work with that, right? And everyone's like, yeah, 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 we we're good. I don't know. I'm kind of, and now am I just like, am I going to pop when she comes back? Probably not. I think I'm going to be pretty guarded um, just because the end of her tenure before she got hurt, that was bad. It was really bad. Like she was tanking the entire division. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm New year, new me. I'm I'm looking to be an optimistic dad. People get second chances. Let's go. Well, on the notion of second chances, let's go to a second chance that is for sure worth taking. 
Ring of Honor. Tapings confirmed for Orlando. Shows airing Thursdays coming up March 2nd. Which yeah. does mean we have a Tony Khan show Monday through Friday as of that date. Yes. So I guess that was literally the only day left to choose. <laughs> yep. Um, the only other big news that I wanted to get to about this is that they're shooting at Soundstage 19 down at Universal Orlando, which feels off for Ring of Honor. Uh, it's not a great way because it's like they're taping Ring of Honor and Dark. So it's likely going to be the same setup for both, which I, I genuinely, like I said, I'm willing to give people a shot. I fucking hate this. <laughs> and I'm 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 waiting. I'm hoping to be proved wrong. But it's like shooting like I don't like the setup for the Orlando tapings at dark. It, it it's very minor league. Huh? can't fit a lot of people in there like that's no it feels like there's 12 people in the audience like it's smaller than the nwa crowds were when they relaunched like yes um but yeah it's like i why not why not do like chicago or philly or new york um i i think that would have been much better i Anyway, the only other thing I wanted to get to was that they're running multiple tapings. Um, they're doing Saturday, 6 to 9 p.m. And then on Sunday, they're doing two different blocks, one from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. And then the second one being 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Um, actually, no, now that I look at this, I think the dark might be the early part of Sunday. That would make more sense. So they're doing two tapings uh and only giving them like three hours a piece so we'll see that's probably like four episodes then like yeah. months worth yeah hour hour so that makes sense. yeah i i think it's going to be good tickets uh go on sale i think tomorrow um so yeah if you're down in that area and you know you're one of the 20 people that listen to this you should go um but yeah it's uh i don't know if it's weird like what do you what do you think about them coming back I, I, I'm curious what it's going to look like. I have no idea what to expect for a format. I have no idea what to expect for booking. I just, I, I have no idea. I'm, I mean, I'm ex- cautiously excited because in theory, the matches should be real matches. We're not going to have a, like a bunch of dark squashes and there's a lot of undercard talent that will hopefully get, get some opportunities there to keep working as well with, with a few, few bigger names. So I'm, I'm curious. I I don't know what to expect, but I, I hope it's good. <laughs> it just feels weird that we're going to be using this primarily to set up the pay-per-view. I mean, yeah, this is going to build all the way to Supercard of Honor, right? Like, that's... I mean, potentially. When is... I mean... It's, it's March 31st, so if you we'll do a lot of tapings, that's, that's four episodes, and then... So it debuts 9, on the 16, 23, and then I guess you'd have to do five episodes because you'd have the 30th as well. Yeah, I don't know. I got a weird feeling. I mean, I guess you could always do something at the the house always rules. Mm-hmm. But yeah, dude, I don't know. I I keep looking at this fucking March 29th show that's in my backyard. I gotta close out of this. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Um, 
so yeah, that's Ring of Honor. It's coming back. I'm part of me is excited. It'll be cool. I obviously we're gonna have to do something with Mark. Uh, I'm I'm kind of most interested to see what that is. Uh, I do want to ask. Would it be wrong for Claudio to beat Mark for the world title at Supercard of Honor and then kind of like start, you know, Mark starts from the bottom to work his way up? Because it feels like it's too soon for Mark just to be world champion. Yeah, I don't think you do either of those things yet. So you just you just start the slow build. Yeah, I think I think you do. I'm I'm guessing it's Claudio versus Roosh. That's likely the the direction it's going. Potentially sick match but we'll get to that whenever we talk about their tag but uh yeah i don't don't know what you do with mark at this show if he just like vacates the tag title and has a random match to kind of start his singles thing but i don't think you you do a start from the bottom thing by having him lose i think it's just gonna be a slow build and that's fine claudio's already had the title for a while too now so it's not like he needs to hold it forever so i don't think he's defended it once not like really once. <laughs> I don't think he's de- defended it once, so I'm not quite sure like what what kind of reign this is. I have no segue to segue into rain. <laughs> I was really trying to make it work, but I couldn't. I couldn't quite make it rain. Okay. So uh. Well, challenge is. accepted. Let me see if I can do it. Okay. Um. Ba ba ba. Are we talking about the show? I'm going to get into the, the new okay. Japan. Okay. So. All right. Let's, 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 okay. All right. So. Ring of Honor is coming back. You know what else is coming back? New Japan to the United States. Mitch, walk me through the card this Saturday. New Japan. Battle in the Shark Tank. What is it actually called? Battle in the Valley. Battle in the Valley. Hopefully the card is better than that segue was, but let's take a look hey, and find out. You know, you know, <laughs> maximum effort, dude. You said you didn't have one. I gave you one. Uh, so the kickoff show is uh, Bobby Fish against David <laughs> Finley. Um, that's that's really the match. And J.R. Kratos against Alex Coughlin. So that's a bust. Bro, um, so are you going to be watching this uh this pre-show? No, no, I will not be. I don't know. I I'm I would be willing to give Kratos and Coughlin a shot, but like, dude, Bobby Fish versus David Finley is like that. What's that Twitter account that's like the randomly auto-generated wrestling matches? <laughs> it's like if that was one of them, I'd be like, oh god, I hope that never happens. That would be rough. Um, I'm not. I like Bobby Fish. I think he's a really good like independent wrestler. Like I, he's awesome tag wrestler. I think he's. I think he's very underrated. But put him in a singles match against David Finley. Now that's some Ring of Honor shit. <laughs> well, we kick off the main card in New Japan style with an eight man tag. How else would we do it? So with we, Bobby Fish? No, no, not with Bobby. <laughs> no, Fish. I know, I know. Um, no, there's no one else there that's anything fishy in their name. All right, we'll just keep going. Uh, Adrian Quest, Josh Alexander, Mascara Dorada, and Rocky Romero against Kevin Knight, Kushida, the DKC, and Volador Jr. 
you know, I really like the tag team of Dorada and Romero. Like, if you were, if they were to go for like uh, the CMLL like junior tag titles or you know the mm-hmm. you know, the junior tag titles in New Japan, I think that would be a really fun team. When is junior tag league? <laughs> <laughs> Gotta wait till December. Sure. Anyway, yeah, I mean this match will be fun. Uh, yep. It's it's uh, the the lucha new japan stuff is if you want more of it well i've got good news fantastic mania is going to be going on soon <laughs> and uh we're going to save you the, the trouble of running down yeah. every single night okay um now the actual card starts that's the first main card match but it's your filler slot the real yeah. thing starts uh the new japan strong title fred ross are still champion going up yep. against kenta yep i I'm very excited for this. Um, I would assume that Rosser wins, but since strong isn't really a thing anymore, who knows? Um, honestly, I might have whoever wins should go up against Zack Saber and do a unification match. Um, that, that I think seems, that would that seems reasonable. Uh, but regardless, I think this is going to be a really fun match, and like you said, I think the show starts with this. Um, then it continues with another one of these weird ones where do these titles still exist or not with the strong tag title match. Um, <laughs> yeah. Motor City Machine Gun, this hell of a match, Motor City Machine Guns defending against the West Coast Wrecking Crew. So, you know, hello, but do the titles continue <laughs> to exist? I I don't know. They're yeah, not- I don't know. I mean, it. We I think it with would the be Ring of Water uh... ones? Like, fuck, I don't know. That might not be a bad idea. Kenta versus Samoa Joe to unify the TV <laughs> titles. Let's fucking go. Well, I guess that's not a TV. No, anyway. that's, that's the big title. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, This this match has uh, West Coast Pro written all over it. Like, if we were breaking down an indie show, it'd just be like, did you see what West Coast Pro is running? Oh, shit. Uh, so the fact that they're going to be doing this in front of, you know, significantly more fans... Uh, I think it's going to be a really fun tag match. Yeah. And just the machine guns being back, dude. Like, Detroit, let's go. I'm doing the hand thing. Uh, great audio. Great audio. Uh, so after that, we go into another match of does this thing stick around or not? Because it's Eddie yeah. Kingston against Jay White. So Jay White has lost his loser leaves Japan match, and he's basically said, if I win this match, Gato will come to the U.S. to run the U.S. part of the New Japan division for me. Run, like, be the guys that are winning everything, not run, like, Booker. We already know Gato does that stuff. That's not what I mean, but... So, if Jay White wins, Gato comes over to America. Um, If he loses, I guess his contract's actually up? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think I don't he's know. staying. I think he wins, and I think Gato comes, and I think that's a big part of New Japan and America. Yeah, but well, yeah. See, this is interesting to me because I'm like, I, I don't see Jay White losing another match already, unless we're like just really like fucking breaking down his character. The other thing is Eddie Kingston had to skip Defy this last yeah. weekend because of an, a quote unquote injury. Um, sometimes wrestlers say that you just get out of travel. 
Kingston's done that before, I'm pretty sure. If not, I apologize to the dude. Uh, he might not be able to even work the match. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, gut feeling is that Jay White wins. If he loses, like, that's that's like basically a write-off from New Japan mm-hmm. unless he, like, goes away until G1 or something. But, but that's what I mean. Like, if he loses, he's actually just done, I think. Yeah. Oh, you think he's, like, done, done? Like, that's his last New Japan match? If he loses, yeah, I think it's, like, that's the end of the contract. And... But I, I feel like it would make more loses. sense for the Hikaleo match to be the last one, though. Yeah, that's... I, I don't think he's losing. Okay, okay. Like, I, no, I think he's still... I think it. he's split in time. I think he's he's in America primarily, and he's going to be doing the major New Japan yeah. shows and AEW. Yeah, well, and I think the, the other... One of the reasons... I believe his wife is or just had a baby. So, you know, be back living in America full time instead of working overseas. Constantly flying back and forth. That's 30 hours of flights. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense to have him just kind of run the show here. Yep. Um, All right. Continuing down the Eddie Kingston train. Next up, a filthy rules fight. Between Homicide and Filthy Tom Lawler. I don't know what a Filthy Rules fight is. Uh, can I skip this match? I mean, if you like, I, I just tell the rules mean, then sure, because I don't really have any interest in it. I just want to know what the hell it is. I'm guessing it's going to be like a street fight because it's Homicide. I don't think Homicide's going to get down and fucking chain wrestle <laughs> like, <laughs> with Filthy Tom. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Again, this this has uh, this has like prestige wrestling written all over it. Where it would just be like, oh, that's your main event. Like that's yeah. that's sleazy as shit, dude. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not excited for this. I'll probably I'll probably I don't think I'll skip it. I might go like 1.5 speed. I'll I'll probably use it as like a washroom break or a take the dogs out <laughs> break. But if I catch a few minutes of it, it's not going to be world. a check my emails match. Yeah. But yeah. what is not a check my emails match for me is the world TV title match between Zack Saber Jr. and Clark Connors. I am looking forward to that one. I am just from like the technical standpoint. Um, for those of you who don't know, like uh, if you don't pay attention to the New Japan, they run the TV titles on YouTube for free, and they're fifteen minute sprints, which honestly. This might revitalize Zack Saber's career. Uh, so much of the time, like I've seen him live, where he does like the grapple heavy, like thirty-two minute match, and it it can be boring. Um, so fifteen minute Zack Saber matches, they've been awesome so far. Go out of your way to watch these, and I think the Clark, Clark Connors one. I mean, is it weird to? expect that this is the best match of Connor's career. Um I mean he's had a couple other good ones, so maybe he's had some he's had some solid matches, but I'm saying like a, a 15 minute sprint of a title match. This could be like a definitive, you know, notebook match for Clark Connors. We'll find out. I have such high expectations for this as you can oh, it tell. It should be good. Um, the rest of the world has very high expectations for what's about to follow, which is the IWGP women's title match, Kyrie 
against the CEO, Mercedes Monet. Monet? Here comes the money. Monet? I hate that song. It's the worst. I heard it once at Wrestle Kingdom, and I was like, what, she says Monet about 30 times? Were you, like, was that supposed to be Borat, or did it just happen? That's what it sounds like. Because that's, that's all I heard. Monet? That's what I hear. Nice. Monet? Do women work here? <laughs> I'm gonna let you have this one, because I'm, I'm genuinely, like, not that excited for the match. Like, I can Mercedes Mercedes had better be ready to fucking go and back can, up all the talk. I can sum up everything in exactly one word. Nervous. Because that's all I am. I don't think that this ruins her career if she doesn't show out and but like win the title. But it kind place. of like fucking hamstrings her yeah. really bad. All you can do is go crawling back if you shit the bed here. No, I'm sure Tony Khan would give her some money. Like I, I don't think that this destroys her career. It just fucking makes it look bad. It better be good. So what's the what's the floor? Floor would be about two stars, I think. Really, you think that's a realistic floor? Is two stars? Damn, that's like worst case scenario. Yeah, that's what a floor is. A floor is worst case scenario. No, 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 no. Okay, you can. Cra- well, I can't go kinda. over five stars, but you can crash through the floor. What kind of rules are we playing with? Okay, here? I what I meant was <laughs> how high is your floor? Does that make sense? Like, fucking worst case scenario is like someone dies in the match. Like, like. <laughs> Sorry, I should have phrased that better. <laughs> Um, I th- I think it should be three stars minimum. I think that would be the baseline expectation. Yeah, I mean she hasn't worked in like a, almost a year, and you can you can do the roll around performance center shit, but like rubber's got to meet that road, dude. Like I, yes or no, is she going to deliver? No. Thanks for keeping it simple. Um let's keep moving. I I don't know. I I I think she will. I think she will. For her sake, I hope she does. I hope she does too. I really like her. I want her to deliver. It's just it's been a year. That's tough. I said like it's it's tough to do it on the first try, but well, what was what was that one match? Uh, was it her? It was her and Bailey was the one like the NXT women's match. What everyone says is like the best women's match. Yeah, yeah, ever. it was like their like twenty five minute Iron. Woman Didn't they match. practice that match for like months? Yeah, yeah. Is it possible? Her and Kyrie have been practicing for months. I mean, assuming Kyrie's been healthy the whole time, yeah, it's possible. Definitely. I don't know if I'm it just been, saying, but it's definitely possible, yeah. I'm just saying. Um, I mean, they definitely match. didn't practice yeah. that finisher that she took at Wrestle Kingdom. No, that was terrible. <laughs> the match can't end that way. 
but a match that doesn't need to be rehearsed because we've done it 30,000 times. <laughs> you Okada, could say that was, those were rehearsals. Yeah, Okada and Tanahashi again. It, it exists. We'll be fine. I'm excited. Oh, come on. It's, it's just, Okada and Tanahashi. <laughs> and. And Tanahashi's almost 50. Yeah, but like. All right. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a cool main event. Uh, bonus points if uh, Kaido Kiyomiya comes out at the, after the match. Like, he may, he's making the round trip to go uh, attack Okada. Because uh, that's the real match everyone wants to see, obviously. Yeah. Um, and that match is coming up. Very soon. I don't know the exact date because you tried to tell me it was January 21st first in the show notes. So... Um, this is why I don't do show notes. <laughs> but yes, that is one of the matches coming on. What is it? It's February 21st, right? I assume so. If you said it's coming up real soon, I'm sure Fuck 21st yeah. wasn't the typo. All right. <laughs> but yes. Dick. Okada and Kaido <laughs> fighting at Keiji Muto's grand final pro wrestling last love holdout. It's 221. Not, All right, is, listen. That is not a working title. That is actually the show title. I oh, I stepped all over. Bye -bye, One more time clean. What is it? <laughs> Kaichi Muto's grand final pro wrestling last love holdout. Quote unquote last. Yes, I prefer final bye bye, but that's okay. Um, yeah. Are his like great grandchildren naming these shows? <laughs> like, not to make fun of like the. the translation no, gap no, that know, could be but... there, but it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Quote-unquote last love holdout. Get out of here. Fucking we done with this dude. Their last thing was Ric Flair. <clears throat> and I don't mean under the word last, I mean putting the quotes around the word match. Well, yeah, let's... Uh... Let's talk about it. That card's not amazing. It just has two things on it I want to see. Mm -hmm. Okada versus Kaido Kiyomiya. And then the main event, the real match, Keiji Muto versus Tetsuya Naito. There's zero chance I'm watching that match. There's zero oh, chance I'm on, watching no. it. No, it, it exists. But I'll, I'll watch, I mean, the Okada-Kaido match is going to be awesome, but... Oh, I think it's going to be spectacular. But no, I will not watch uh, Mudo's <laughs> last match. Quote unquote last. Mm -hmm. um, okay, you want to get into it? I've got dynamite notes here. Let's do it. All right, I'll run through and uh, pass me that hosting baton. Um, all right, we start AEW Dynamite 215 23. From Laredo, Texas. And I gotta say, Mitch, we always hype up how awesome the AEW crowds are. I thought this was really bad. This crowd was not awesome. I also know it was not big. They did not sell a ton of tickets to this show. Nope. Uh, we start off with AEW All-Atlantic Champion Orange Cassidy, Daddy Ass, and the Acclaimed defeating Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt. Um, it, Jeff Jarrett's father, Jerry Jarrett, um, really solid promoter. Um, 
I don't think he gets a lot of credit for a lot of the stuff that he did, you know, as far as the territorial stuff goes, but I have nothing bad to say about the guy. Um, he passed away. Was that yesterday? The day before? Yep. Yesterday. Yesterday. Jeez. And uh, Jarrett was a champion, came out here and wrestled in this match. Um, he, did, he didn't do a lot, but he was there. His presence was felt. Um, but yeah. The team of Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt is... Uh, I thought I was going to be tired of these guys, but I love it, dude. I, I'm i a big fan of this group. I think it's one of the best things that AEW has right now. You want to talk about an old-school territorial... Like, territorial... Territorial? Territory? I guess either works. This feels like an old-school unit, and I love it. Yeah, fun way to open the show. Um, you knew right away that Jarrett was still in working mode because he had uh, he greenlit Caster's rap where he just kind of poked uh, poked at a couple fresh wounds and Jarrett played right back into the crowd and there was some fun with that. He had some good interactions healing it up. So, Oh, knowing Jarrett, he probably told him to do it. Oh, absolutely. No, it's, <laughs> you, like, it's, he was, he made it clear, like, no, this isn't a, a memorial match or anything like that. Like, I'm still yeah. the bad guy. You still want to see me get my ass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the finishing sequence was fun with Sanjay being stuck in casters, mm-hmm. like getting his ankles held by caster for like two minutes straight while everybody tried to hit the scissor spot. And of course, Sanjay was just too powerless and sold it the whole time. A uh, fun, fun little opener. I, I love Jeff Jarrett at AEW. I didn't think to say that in 2023, but here we are. And it's been one of the best things going. Yeah, I'm more than happy to be wrong on that. Like I said, yeah. we admit when we're wrong and we were wrong. smiling while I'm eating that shit sandwich. Yep. I still don't know if he's going to do well with this house show stuff, but uh, that's a whole other topic. I wish him nothing but the best. And uh, I've got a lot of respect for him coming out the day after his dad died, uh, you know. To do the gig. He's a carny through and through. Um, next up, we have the boogeyman is coming to take MJF's AEW World Championship. A weird promo from Danielson, but I like it. Uh, <laughs> Danielson is great of a technical wrestler, probably on my Mount Rushmore of favorite wrestlers of all time a awesome promo he is not he's not gonna go uh verbal jousting with mjf so i get why this was pre-taped i was fine with it yep. i like the stuff they did later to build the match better than this but moving on <laughs> yes um let's see <laughs> we move right on to the texas tornado tag match which um well i'll set it up for you I'll, I'll let you talk about it for a bit. I don't want to host and rant. Uh, Roosh and Press Tin Vance jump John Moxley and Claudio as they make their way to the ring, and we get started. Mitch, what did you think of the tag match? Tale of two tag matches. The first half, I thought Mox and Claudio were just out of sync with each other. Everything seemed kind of sloppy and all over the place. There wasn't a lot of flow to it. Um. I don't know if this is just like how he gets warmed up, but it felt like once John Moxley started bleeding, then the match started to become a match. It started <laughs> to get better. I don't know if like there's just some connection there where it was like his superpower, like, oh right, I'm wrestling. That's that that's that copper taste I was missing. But they I mean like that would be an excellent point that. by commentary to be like, 
you know, once you you taste that iron, you just go to another mm-hmm. level. I I see where you're going. I see where you're going. But, I mean, I like like it. It, it really did pick up after that, and I dug the last half of the match. But the first half was really all over the place, and I wasn't wasn't all that invested. Didn't help that most of the brawl to start it was pitcher and pitcher. We just came back and was like, oh yeah, they're still fighting in the crowd. Okay, cool, bye. Dude, brother, I'm telling you, you got to do the fight feed. It's worth the subscription. <laughs> I didn't have a commercial or like any time out for like the first hour 20 i want to say i even posted a, a video of mjf's <laughs> promo of the crowd which we'll get into later but it's like yeah commentators still go during picture in picture uh the match doesn't stop neither do the commentators you can hear the crowd better it's it's rad you guys got to make the switch it is the best um all of that said I really didn't like this match. It never grabbed me. Like at one point during the match, it never got me. Um, I still, I pressed in Vance could either be AEW world champion one day, or he could be working like impact or <laughs> just stop wrestling altogether. Uh, I have no fucking feel on this dude. And like, if he's talented or not, like I just, I don't know. Uh, Roosh is Roosh. I think this has been the best stretch of his career. But the walk and brawl, you've got the the neon ropes back out for him, so he doesn't start pulling production cables. Mm-hmm. Like this is the Roosh that I hate. Uh, just the I don't know. I don't like the walk and brawl stuff. It it can work, but I think a, a much more traditional like tag team match would have been really fun between these guys. But uh. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just being a party pooper, but I just wasn't into this at all. Am I crazy? No, like I said, I, I found two different matches in the first half I really wasn't into, so I can't blame anybody who didn't eventually get into it either. Next up, we've got a very emotional sit-down between Wardlow and Jim Ross. Uh, Wardlow tells a story uh, about growing his hair and his beard out after his uh, father died. He told Joe that story and Joe in turn kicked his ass and cut his hair. Uh, quote, Samoa Joe, you will not survive me. Again. All right. Mini rant. Let's go. Um, this goes directly to the people saying that Wardlow was buried and they're like, they're not, they're not doing anything with him. He's just, he just, he doesn't wrestle every week. They're not telling a story with him. Like, where are we even going? The entire time I've told you, we are getting a TNT title match at Revolution between these two guys. Even when Darby was champion, I'm like, this is what we're getting. And here we are. And Mitch, I I, I want a pat on the back. <laughs> like, I want I want someone to tell us, like, oh, you guys actually know what you're talking about, because this shit's really annoying to me. There's a lot of people who are just like, oh, Wardlow's not a star. When he beats Joe, that San Francisco crowd's going to go nuts for him. And he's going to be the champ again. What are we doing, guys? It's not hard. Wrestling's not hard. Just WWE makes you think things have to be a certain way. Any thoughts on the sit-down interview, or do you want to scoot? Yeah, let's scoot on. Next up, we've got Mark Briscoe. 
with uh, a win over Josh Woods. What did you think of the match? I dug this one. It was good. <laughs> this was fun. Yeah, I think if this is like a th- uh, like a, a sign of things to come with Tony Khan's Ring of Honor. Now, again, like these guys, the, you know, Excalibur ran down that they do have a history in Ring of Honor together. But if it's going to be a bunch of stuff like this, I think Ring of Honor is going to be a lot of fun. There is. I mean, this isn't this isn't news. We already knew the Briscoes had both signed long term contracts with Tony. Yeah. Yeah. For before Jay passed, but they did give Mark the graphic after the show tonight. They did. He got he got the real picture tonight. I can't remember who said this, but I fucking love this idea that Mark continues to be the tag team champion, and you use the code of honor, and a team can challenge for the tag team titles, but they have to choose one of them to wrestle Mark. So it's a one V one match. And if you win, you get the titles. And then obviously someone like two guys gang up on him and beat him for the titles. And everyone's like, Oh fuck you guys. It's like instant heat. I I think that's an awesome way to go. Yeah. I think it's an awesome way to go. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It, It feels weird to fantasy book Mark right now, but his future is definitely bright. I think, you know, on, I, he would rather have his brother, I know for a fact, but I think 2023 might be the best year of his career as far as like just spotlight on him and him performing. It's going to be a lot better than his attempt to get the ROH TV title. I know that. I hated that singles run. Absolutely hated it. Uh, I think he's in a spot now for the first time in his career where he can actually have a sustained singles career. But again, like I said, I... I he would still rather be a tag team wrestler with his brother for oh, sure. Yeah. If given the choice. Um, next up, <laughs> God, another thing I hated. Dude, this the more I talk about it, this episode of Dynamite was a dud for me, dude. It uh it had to happen. There is zero chance we were gonna get like four months straight of just six shows. So it had to happen. Adam Cole sits down with Renee Paquette. Mitch, can you tell me what happened in this segment? Because I can't for the life of me tell you what happened. Well, either, and I suspect the former of these two options, but either Adam Cole is still not cleared and it's looking like he might not be cleared in time for Revolution, or he has an opponent they can't reveal for some secretive reason. I think. I mean, you could, just, you could just say Marty Skrull and people would be okay with it. I, I know, but like, you don't want to give away that surprise. Gonna see if <laughs> that Jerry Lawler's that. back, baby. You gotta remind, make sure everybody remembers how to go whoop whoop before anything. Uh, I the first thing I thought was, why didn't we do anything? Oh my god, is he not actually cleared? And they like jump the gun, and he's having more post concussive symptoms. Because I can tell you, as someone who had a life-altering concussion, that shit lasted a long time. I was having post-concussive migraines for two and a half years, where it felt like someone was reaching into my head and, like, trying to pull it apart. Like, I couldn't see. Like, it was blinding, blinding pain. Um, Man, I hope he's clear. I, I, I really hope I he's clear. He I mean, what it 
really happened at Forbidden Door. So, I mean, he's going to wrestle before July. This is wrestling. Like, AEW doesn't have the greatest medical staff in the world, but they're still they're still careful. They still want to go through precautions. It just feels weird to have like a like a real concussion story, and then we're also doing the Mox Hangman story. It's it it, it feels weird. Um, but yeah, I I hope he's cleared and we're just buying time, and that this was just a shitty sit down interview segment where no one said anything at all. Uh, it's it just pleasant. That's all it was. It's just pleasant. Next up, MJF <laughs> came out. Um, I'm not gonna get like go through the promo that he cut while they were in picture in picture or during commercial. I don't know which one it was, but dude, it was unhinged. I don't know if you listened to it. I it have was, it uh, yet. Here, let me. Tell me if this picks up in the mic. I'll just play it on my phone. I'm sure it's going to sound amazing. And then they come back from break. I, I hope you can hear that. We'll find out whenever <laughs> I edit. But that promo was amazing. He didn't have to do that, but he was just like. So anyway, uh, he did that and then went on to, to again have an amazing promo. Mitch, MJF is the greatest promo of all time. And he's like barely getting going. People were really mad at his promo last week, but I'm like, never doubt this dude. He's the best. Uh, I liked this as a better way to build towards Mox and, or sorry, Danielson and MJF compared to Danielson's uh, the pre-tape. Yeah, the pre-tape. There's a reason Danielson just ran out at the end to run him <laughs> off. Right. Um, if you give me a hundred guesses, I wouldn't have said Chris Daniels was who was going to come out for this segment. Uh, I know. So yeah, apparently in the back, MJF paid Christopher Daniels a whole bunch of money to come out and just run down Danielson. And Christopher Daniels said, yeah, there was one point in my career where I would have done this, but not now. I'm a changed man. Throws the money at MJF and uh, tells him he's going to get his dick kicked in the dirt by Danielson at the pay-per-view. Uh, he gets kicked in said dick. Um, yeah. Then Danielson comes out to make the save and Mitch, this Iron Man match is going to be amazing. It is going to be so fantastic. Speaking of fantastic, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry defeated Ring of Honor six-man tag team champion Brian Cage. Um, 
I, I don't know what's up with Brian Cage and his career. Again, this is so bizarre to me where it's just like he's losing on TV a lot as a champion. Like even Warrior Wrestling, he's like <laughs> it's going to get his shit kicked in by Casey Navarro coming up and I'm just like, dude, <laughs> he's having such a weird year. Such a weird year. It would make a lot of sense if he was going to WWE like just leaving the territory, but it's like, I don't know. Did this match do anything for you? It kind of just felt like it was a dark match. I half tuned it out. Yeah. Really? I didn't pay much attention. I had no interest in it. and It did nothing to change that. How about the post-match? Christian's music hits, and uh, he comes out in the sling, fucking pepper sprays Jungle Boy. And then takes off the sling and the elbow brace. Baby, we're getting Christian versus Jungle Boy at the pay-per-view. Let's go. Finally. This has been the world's longest feud waiting for this. I know. I Again, last week we were wondering what's next for Jungle Boy. Here we are. We're finally going to do it. And, uh, Please let it be a one and done. I don't think it's going to be. We have to move on. You would think. We can't you would think. Keep going with it. I don't know if they have a banger of a match. Uh, oh. you know, much, much to MJF's chagrin, we're getting we're getting multiple matches out of these guys. Come on, come on, you know it. No. All right, the scheduled triple threat. Uh, I said the thing. That's what I get for reading someone else's recap. The scheduled three-way for the tag titles at Revolution is now a four-way match. This person wrote Fatal Four-Way, fucking WWE Mark. Uh, The acclaimed interrupt Renee Paquette, insert themselves into the match. So we're getting Ass Boys, Acclaimed, and two other teams. Mitch, Fantasy Book, who are the other two teams? we We had the graphic for who is all in in the traditional battle royal next week and i'm forgetting who's all in it um, do you know why it's because this sucks the fact that we just do a, a multi-tag match at revolution every year kind of sucks I get that. okay here we go so our options are best friends jared and lethal lucha bros butcher and blade nisan davari Beaver Boys, and 2.0. Those are your options. One of those teams will be one of the teams of the pay-per-view. Or mystery teams. I would assume it's not just them. Well, this, this is just a regular battle royal. It could be, and then the others go in the casino one next week. I I that's what they did last time. They did two like small matches. I feel like Lucha Bros would be the best one to do. But I really want Lethal and uh, JJ in that pay-per-view. I was going to say, I think it is Lethal and JJ, because there's a history there with the title, too. So I think they... We're just going to get a full fucking WWE match, where it's like there's no, like, bell-to-bell, like, five-star wrestlers. It's just, it's all the, you know, the mid-card tag teams. Um, Then who would the fourth one be? Top Flight? It could be. Or would you put Lucha Bros as the fourth one to kind of have like, 
you know, a standout tag team in that match. Former tag team champions. Oh, fuck it. Do best friends. Let's just go for it. I'd like that. I like best friends. Um, all right. I've had enough. So the elite are just hanging out backstage and we're talking about this Friday's special edition slam dunk rampage. It's a special start time of 6 p.m. Central. The elite are just goofing around and top flight and our Fox are like, Hey, uh, we we beat the Young Bucks. We deserve a match. And it's like, we just did that last week. Uh, they barely talk trash, and we're getting a rematch on Rampage. Mitch, um, I'll let you have the floor in a second, but I got to tell you, I'm fucking sick of the Elite in this current iteration. I think it's bullshit. This BTE stuff on the main show is garbage. It's garbage. It was a bunch of comedy. They threw the ball and hit Brandon Cutler in the dick. And then we're just going to have like a goofy trios match on Friday. These guys are supposed to be like the world beaters. These guys are supposed to be like the tag team, the wrestler that just go out there and are stars. The promotion is supposed to be built around them. Literally, they're the E in AEW. And... We're doing comedy shtick with Don Callis, Michael Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler. I think it's bullshit. And if they're going to bring any credibility to these trios titles, they just need to go out there and have bangers and not be acting like total jackasses backstage. You act like this, no one's going to take you seriously. And I think they just need to go out and be ass kickers. And I'm sure there's some long arching story where... Yes, they get too cocky and it costs them. They learn the error of their ways and they're ass kickers. But Mitch, we saw potentially one of the greatest matches of all time on January 4th. We know Omega can still go. We know the Bucks can still go. Like we've, we've seen them perform. What the fuck are we doing? Like we're, we're wasting time. And like we're entering contract season for the Bucks and pretty pretty quick Kenny too. And uh, it pisses me off because we're, I've always said like, it would be a shame if they went to WWE. They're doing WWE shtick now and it fucking sucks. And I want them to go back to just being the wrestlers that everyone was like, oh my God, can you believe these guys are starting their own promotion? They're cartoon characters and I'm sick of it. I want wrestling and I don't want this goofy shit. I think where it's going to go for Kenny, at least, and I think like I think they kind of hinted at it a bit tonight with Kenny kind of being the one like fed up with Dawn and basically saying, "No, you want the match? Let's go fucking wrestle. I don't need to play games. I want to wrestle." Yeah. Apparently, and this was, I didn't even notice this. Apparently, hidden somewhere in here. There was a little like flash that was supposed to hint towards House of Black. I didn't see it. I'd have to go back and watch to find it. But um, so the way that so okay before this happened, they started playing Kip Sabian's entrance during the commercial break, and I think it was probably just a glitch, and they were still playing mm-hmm. his screen gotcha. uh, because 
you know, we cut back from this promo and Kip Sabian's in the ring with his music playing. So gotcha. I, I think it was a technical glitch. Gotcha. Okay. Um, either way, I think that the plan is probably House of Black to, to face them next for the titles and be the ones to beat them for it. I have to that's, beat the shit out of the elite and well, we fucking act- move on from this comedy stuff. No, that's like, that's where I think it is going. Is I think they beat the snot out of them. I think they do enough to hold Kenny back and then Malachi just beats the shit out of both the Bucks and, and takes it. And I think Kenny gets fed up and goes on an actual monster singles run. To, to go back to being the best the best bout machine. I, I do think that's where it heads for Kenny, where it heads for the Bucks. I honestly have no idea. But that's that's my gut on the, the Kenny side of things. I put the tag titles back on them and have them have like a defining tag team championship run in AEW where they just there's no gimmick, there's no silliness. They are top tier ass kickers because like the the you know the obvious heel shtick is one thing to do in PWG, but whenever you're the EVPs of a fucking nationally televised promotion and you want to be taken seriously, you need to start kicking some ass. And I think they need to get there. Um, speaking of kicking ass, let's get to it. Hangman versus Kip Sabian. Uh, we were not super thrilled with this announcement because their last match, it was it fight for the fallen fighter fest, I think, but fighter yeah, fest. whatever, one of the first two before it was brutal. It was brutal. That was the first time I saw Kip Sabian and I was like, oh, can he not go? Like, was I sold a, you know, a false bill of yeah, goods? It like, was dull. It was, it, was like, it was almost 20 minutes. They almost hit the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what did you think of the match? This one I liked a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, right length. I think they, they paced it out well. Kip being a little bit more goofy playing to the crowd works better because he's not like mm-hmm. a super workhorse guy. So I think he kind of has to play that role to stand out a bit. And I thought it delivered well. I thought it helped advance the hangman story. Then obviously the post-match did, but the match itself too, I thought, you know, I don't know if I'm reading too much into it being the dead eye that he beat him with, but it's been a pretty big story and the dead eye being the one where you drop him on their head and knock him out seems yeah important like an important detail but yeah no i i dug the match i thought it was a good showing for for kip and a good little tune-up to to set up what happened after i think it showed a lot of growth in hangman that he actually is like the level of a a a world champion and i think sabian's character stuff is like you said it was it was great enough to just kind of like because i he he can do technical he can even do high flying like he i think he's a very Mm well-rounded wrestler yeah he does those little arabian moonsault spots that are pretty well done like he's an athletic guy uh but yeah it was a good enough match uh the the real story obviously is after the match Mm -hmm. uh mox yuda and claudio come down to the ring like a fucking bullies dude like Mm -hmm. crazy vibe out of them Mm -hmm. I, i really dug it um I, I, I like this group as just like ass kicking assholes. Um, and Mox basically just starts running down Hangman, just being like, you're not on my level. You don't deserve another match. Hangman, again, he's not the, really the best no, promo either. It's it's okay. Uh, we're going to cut the, the emo cowboy a break there. But um, again, second chance, Jake. Um, he recovered in the promo and and we're getting a can, let's not call it the Texas death match. It's just Texas death at revolution. That's so much cooler than a Texas death match. We're doing Texas death. 
weird that we're doing the a Texas death match in uh, San Francisco, but let's do it. Revolution, Texas death, hangman mocks the final match for now. I'm into it. I love this segment was probably my favorite like thing on the whole show tonight. Um, and I liked, I loved evil Uno kind of like taking charge and literally just Mm -hmm. kind of shoving hangman aside and being like, no, shut the fuck up and let me do this. And like going head first into Mox and Mox getting like, that was awesome. Uh, That's a good way to reintegrate dark order back into TV and perhaps set them up to be taken a little more seriously. Again, as fun as the BTE skits are, they don't make for TV. So no. Although the one with Wardlow this week was really funny. Uh, <laughs> the Batista shtick. Yeah. <laughs> I do this. Da, 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 da. That's Batista. Dave Batista. I loved it, but not for TV. For BT. Right. Yeah. Um, I thought we were setting up a trios match for, <laughs> Me too. for uh, Rampage, but I was like, all right, Mox versus Evil Uno. Again, you, uh, that's going to be one of those things you hit randomized whenever you start mm-hmm. playing uh, fight. Or, what is it? Fight Forever, the video game. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. Let, let's see how this plays out. I think it's going to be a fine match, but I think Evil Uno is going to get his mask destroyed. Oh, yeah. Um, next up, we have the Jericho Appreciation Society doing their shtick. Jake, Li- just Jake Hager likes his hat. Fucking cool. Uh, we are getting Daniel Garcia versus ricky starks on rampage this friday i'm looking forward to it but i gotta say there is zero story here like it's literally just like it just territory mm-hmm. matchmaking kind of you know repetitive gauntlet shit but like i said if the matches deliver i'm cool with it any thoughts i'm ready for garcia to move on that's my only thought i want garcia and uh menard and daddy magic to just or no menard and parker i want them to just go on and do their own stuff like as a trio i think now that would be such a bigger act but um anyway uh moving further down the card we get to stokely hathaway isaiah cassidy ego and matt hardy they get hooks suspended oh (laughs) bummer uh and then the main event I'm going to give you the floor. Um, Ruby Soho defeated, defeated Britt Baker and Tony Storm uh, to end the show. Women's main event. Floor is yours. All right. I think A, I think it was the right call to put this one on last. There really wasn't much going on in the show. And storyline-wise, this, this, this did mean the most in terms of stories. Match itself... Um, well, first of all, they did the fan involve, involvement thing with uh, Tony and Soraya, which was kind of dumb but oh well um the match that itself impact shit yeah the, the match itself i really really liked i thought it i mean it suffered from the thing that all triangle matches can suffer from where it's two people doing their spots where one person's on the outside and that was very, one person's resting yeah. an arm in their head on on the apron exactly, waiting for their right? spot like, it was super apparent in this match but to be fair that's not exclusive to them. That is a problem with the match type, and we see it all the time. It takes a really exceptional one to to hide that dynamic, so it didn't really take away from it. I think Ruby has been looking better and better and better, and mm-hmm. I think this is a good time to set her up to go against Jamie Hayter for the title. She's not going to win, of course, but 
I think it's it's a good chance to give her a shot to put herself in in that conversation again for the future because since she has come back from injury, she has been significantly better than pre-injury. I was getting a little stale with it before, but she's looked awesome lately. I'm I mean, I clearly the direction we're going is Hater and Ruby at the pay-per-view. They made that abundantly clear at the end of tonight. But then what the hell are we doing with the other part of the story? I'm so confused. A run-in spot. Like, like a WWE style run-in spot. Like they yeah. just run in and cost Ruby the match and that's how we pick it back up? I guess. Like I I assumed the plan was to lead to the first Blood and Guts match. Which it still likely is. It, it still probably is. And maybe we have I'm, a long way to get there, though. Maybe if I'm really nice and ask the wrestling gods, that can be the the match for Winnipeg. That'd be that'd be cool. Just throwing yep. it out there. It's two weeks after the pay per view. Like I want that for you. Get it? I I would be I would be psyched. Um, but like I, that was the only thing that felt weird. Is just like how are we getting? Back it's, to it's, that with this it's a WWE but, style finish. Like yeah, that that's so. what we're gonna get, which I guess fits the story, but again, like mm-hmm. it's cool if Jericho's doing this shit, but like to have two people doing WWE shtick really gets under my yeah, skin. So just that that pivot seemed weird. I like doing Ruby Hater. I have no complaints with that. And I like the idea of doing blood and guts. I'm just not sold on the story we're telling to get there, but Ruby played her part awesome in it. She did a good job as the neutral party that's just pissed off at everybody and wants them all to shut the fuck up and wrestle so moral of the story great job ruby soho you rocked it yeah i i think if the match were just like a straightforward competitive match between hater and ruby it would be perfect but who knows who knows hopefully but uh i think we're gonna call the show there so uh until next time i'm jake i'm mitch and we're the bingo hall boys